up, everybody, and welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, audio edition, Saturday. Maybe there will be a Sunday show. I'm told we'll record a Sunday one, but the man joining me right now will not not be on for Sunday's show. Will you, Pete Prisco? No. Will you come on with the celebratory? I'm Will Brinson, by the way. That's Pete Prisco. Will you come on for, if Tony Baselli gets in, will you come on? No. If but Tony Baselli does not get in, will you come on? No. <laughs> um, you, I don't think you're going to change your mind on your pick. No, but you're trying to talk yourself out of your pick. No, I'm just I worry about I, you. I'm just trying to I'm trying to talk myself through everything. You got the Patriots. I got the Patriots. I'm financially committed to the Patriots. I'm not backing out of that. Uh, we talked about props yesterday. Anything kind of coalesce in your brain on some props that you would make? Oh, okay, and like so. By the, the way, best prop the whole week is Sony Michelle over. Do you know what you would do with your? Financial leftovers with RJ in the contest? I haven't figured that out yet. I don't know how to play it. I'm okay. way up on them. Okay. You need to get me the numbers by Saturday at lunch. Deal? Ask RJ. RJ I will, I'll get it from RJ because what I'm going to do for the podcast listeners is I will, we can't, we can't get RJ on because of the logistics, logistics of it, but That's I will get, thank you. <laughs> I thank you. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, I'm stumbling through the finalists just a week here. I know. Uh, I will get, for Sunday morning show, I will get your picks and RJ's picks and my picks. How would you play it if you were me? Would you play conservatively or aggressively? What's the, what's I'm the, up by like 800. You're up 800? I think I, like 1380 and he has five something, I think. I would, RJ will play it. He'll play some parlays, aggressive He'll parlays. play an aggressive big money parlay. Right. Maybe like a Patriots or Rams money line in the over or something. Okay, a Rams money line in an over would pay what? Uh, probably because Rams are plus one seventy or something like that. Probably. And the over would be probably get he put it all on probably that. three and a half to one, four to one. He'll probably do some props too. Yeah, he'll do props. He'll sprinkle it around. He won't See, be all in one boat. He has to go big to catch me though. Yes. So if I should not, should I not do anything? No, because I mean, like he could easily if you don't do anything, he could just take the Patriots money line and catch you, right? Just max the Patriots money line. No, he, because we have a min- maximum we can put on a game. Oh, we do? Yeah, 250, remember? Ah. I don't remember anything. Um, God, this is your show! I know. Okay, I like that you remind me of that. I, no, yeah, you I remind everybody of that. I, I think you need to, I think you need to do what you would normally do. I, you can't back down now. You gotta bet on, you gotta bet on what you think is gonna happen. What you should do is take 250 and put it on the Sony Michelle rushing over. No, I'm going to get creative. I'm not going to go down. Are you kidding me? I'm going to take some shots. Yeah. I'll probably go down to a certain number, but he's going to have to catch me, though. You you shouldn't give it away. No. Yeah. Like you should... I like the Patriots in the game. I, li- yeah. I actually like the under. You, oh, yeah. You do like the under. I do you? like the under. I think RJ... Who is it that said they like the over, that they made it at 64? Kenny White, maybe? Kenny White yeah, likes yeah, the yeah. over. That's I like a, the under. That's surprising. That's a high total. Yeah. You should have gotten Kenny White on the podcast. I don't yeah. know what we were thinking. He likes the, he likes the over. I like the under. I like the, Kenny likes the Rams. I like the Patriots. Pete versus the book. You can watch that every week on Sportsline, you know. That's right. Every Monday and Thursday during the season. On CBS Sports HQ. Yes, you can. CBSSports.com slash live. Also, make sure and rate and review the podcast if you dig the podcast. We'll be continuing daily throughout the rest of the season. All right, so, I mean, you're, you're just writing up Patriots. You're daily through the rest of the season, so this is your last day. I mean, daily through the rest of the year, <laughs> through to the next season. I can't right. This is your last day. You can tell you're how, off. can you tell how bad yeah, I'm you're struggling? Torched. Yeah, I'm torched. Yeah, I'm yeah, absolutely You're blitzed. done. You're done. You're blitzed. I, I haven't been partying this week. I haven't either. I've been like a pretty responsible, I've been sick. I've been a responsible worker. This might be the best I've ever felt at a Super Bowl. Really? Other than my, I mean, from, I haven't been going out or anything. No cocktail. I had one beer all week. Half a beer. That's it? That's it. I've been God, sick. I've been on antibiotics. You feel great. Yeah. 
can't really work out. I didn't have exercising? the energy to work out. No, I didn't have the energy to work uh, out. Yeah. Um, Fat ball season's over come Sunday. Yeah, nah, I gotta get back in shape. Me so too. Wh- so what is gonna happen? I mean, like, is it what? What's your like? What's what? Like, what do you? Are you worried that what? What worries you that you could be wrong? By the way, did you see Steve Hutchinson when he came in? No, he weighs two fifty. That's not very heavy. No, he's, he's on the keto diet. The keto? Oh yeah, yeah. keto. Yeah, that's good. It looks great. What? What are you? So wor- I told him if I did, I'd be the keto Guido. <laughs> Should we use your <laughs> the keto Guido? Can you say that? Yeah, you can. I am. I'm I keto can't Guido. Say that. No, I, I can't say that. Um, what? What? What could derail the Patriots? Like, what could make? Because you're 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 very, when you make your pick, you're confident. You stick with it, and you are confident in this one. If their defense let them down. And so if you're Sean McVay, what are you doing to try and mess up the defense? I'm going to – you know how they use the, the bunch yep. all the time? I would get away from some of that a little bit and do some different things. Like what? Like get my receivers out wide some a little bit and and see so he can see the field a little bit better. I think I think the Patriots are going to try and beat him up. I think they're going to – here's an over-under. Pay- the Patriots penalties? will have two – Holding penalties in the first quarter. You can bet on who would have more penalties in the game. Wait, is that Trubisky? Yeah, he was here before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's like got ditched by Mahomes. I think that big, big, big dog by Mahomes. So you can bet on who would have the more penalties. Patriots well, are like plus one fifty. The Patriots will have two holding penalties in the first quarter, guaranteed, to set the tone of the game. They're going to mug them. It's just like they did. This is going to be just like the Seahawks against the Broncos. No, just like like the Rams. Patriots the first time around. Okay, but uh, okay, Isn't it, it is weird that like nobody's giving the Rams a chance, right? Oh, I give them a chance. It's going to be a close game. I don't think there's any question about that. It's it's weird that everyone is picking the Patriots. Everybody. I hear from people that Gurley is a little more focused than last week. Really? Yeah. He, it, once he dropped the pass last week and it was intercepted, he kind of went in the jar supposedly. I told you that was the theory in Mobile. Nobody believes me, but. I was actually on radio in San Diego with Mike Silver, and he echoed the same thing. He said he thinks it's a head thing, or like he was just like he was in a weird headspace. Yeah, he went in the jar. That's what does that say about a elite player? It's crazy. If he okay, uh, okay, if he does it again on the big moment, then it's a major issue. Yeah. If he doesn't do he doesn't, it again, he the one. If he doesn't do it again, it's the one-off. What the hell happened to you that day? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just weird. But if he doesn't do it again and they lose, he won't answer it. If he does, if they do it again, and he wins. He might explain what happened. Right? It was weird. That's I mean, weird. like he just went. That's a superstar who went in the jar in the big in the big moment. He curled up. It's the other so kid, bizarre. And the other kid didn't. C.J. Anderson. No, Jared Cook. Every, I mean, uh, Jared Goff. Goff. Everybody yeah. thought. Everybody he had thought, a bad first quarter in a not great first half, he and, he, the game. and he looked outstanding in the yeah. second half. Uh, I mean, is there any chance that Jared Goff comes out and just looks sharp, like he got over his you know playoff shakes? I think he's a good player. I yeah, think he he's is a good player. player. He's I, a top fifteen I like, quarterback. I like Jared Goff. I've always been partial to Jared Goff. Yeah. I thought he was the better of the two in the draft. I was in the minority on that one. Uh, I still do. I think he's. Got, I like the kid as a kid. I think I like a kid who has a swagger and a moxie about him. Again, I go back to the year at the at the Super Bowl the, when he was on Radio Row, and I said I was trying to tweak him like I always do, and I said, "Yeah, he threw some of those interceptions, a lot of those interceptions at Cal." And he looked at me and he went, "You know what? I'm going to take my shots." I went, "Like that answer?" That's a good answer. And then, as I got to know him through camp and stuff, he. You know, I, the first year I said, you took a beating, and he goes, look, I know what I can do. This is before last year. He goes, I know what I can do. I'm going to prove all these people wrong. He told me this. 
they're all going to, you know, I know what I can do. He did it. And he did it. And this year, I, you know, I saw him again and we what chatted. Do you, what do you think happened to him down the stretch? His offensive line got whipped. His off- people forget, you know, they keep wondering what happened to golf in the offense. Against the Bears, Bears, the offensive line got whipped, and against the Eagles, the offensive line got whipped. What about the rest of the—I guess they played okay against the 49ers and, and Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. The offensive line got destroyed in those two games. How do you think the offensive line will look against the Patriots? I think the offensive line's good. I think it is good. No, it's very good. It's, it's very good. But the guy who isn't that good and hasn't played that well is the center. John Sullivan's smart, and he's you know, lines them all up. But he can have trouble when people get over him. I bet you the Patriots attack him a little bit. You, uh, if you know this, I would be willing to guess that Bill Belichick also knows yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, that's what Belichick has done so well. It's like it's just so fascinating. Like he is—he knows how to take away your strength, and he knows—and he knows how to, to attack your weak point. Right. And you think John Sullivan is in fact the weak point? He's the weak point of that line. Okay. People would say it there. was Blythe. People would say it was Saffold. No, it's—it's—it's it's, it's definitely John Sullivan. And look. He's a good player, but he's the, he's not strong at the point of attack. The Patriots win the game. It's close. Late in the game, it's 20-17, to 17, Rams. Brady gets the ball. Instead of going to get a field goal to win it like he did in, in, in 2001. 2001, what's he do? He goes down and he gets it's a touchdown. touchdown and wins it, 24-20. Right. That's Pete Prisco's pick. We're going to get to Darren Rovell as well as Jeff Schwartz and uh, Pat McAfee, too. So let's get to those interviews, and we'll have another Sunday show coming up for you soon. We'll be right back into this commercial break. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right, welcome back. Joining the show now, the one, the only, Pat McAfee. What's going on, man? Well, honored to be here with you. Thank you so much. Incredible setup here. The seats are fantastic. And you look damn good in person. I've only seen you on the internet. You look incredible in person. Thanks for you having do, me. You do, too. You look, I mean, like, you look, you're glowing. You're that, glowing. You're, like, soaking in the attention. Like, you look like, you look like somebody who just spent seven hours at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, let's like, go. Loving life. We should, I, we, I'm here for Buffalo Wild Wings. I, I know. That was me segueing into the promo. That was a very professional move Thank by you. you right there. I am nothing if not a promiscuous 
uh, uh, provider of, of plugs. Well, that's very nice of you because we kind of you you kind of were setting up the smooth transition into that. I kind of derailed that a little bit, but I am here for Buffalo Wild Wings. Just getting the word out that if this game goes to overtime on Sunday, free wings for everybody in America, and uh, that's what we're pushing. That's what America stands for, and I'm excited to be here with you, brother. That's exciting, and look. Free wings. Everybody loves wings. Every, everybody loves like, wings. Like, this isn't, this is an easy promotion because it's like, if the game goes to overtime, then you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and you get wings. I see a lot of people, everybody out here is trying to hustle something, you know? Radio yeah. Row is filled with a bunch 100%. of people hustling things. Yeah, it's everybody, yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting anybody to buy anything. I'm telling people that there's something coming for free if this game ends up in overtime from your friends at Buffalo Wild Wings. And if you bet on the overtime thing, it's like plus 600 too. So you It can... was plus 650 earlier in the week. I did hammer that. I had You like it. the, you like overtime? Yeah, man, we're, we're putting it out into the universe. It's going to happen for the Free wings for the I bet like for it. everything. I, like I think it. It, I think it's definitely going to happen. What's uh, what's your favorite bet this weekend? Because you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a gambling man. I you're enjoy, out of the NFL. I enjoy in Super Bowl is prop bet city too. Yeah, for I, sure. I mean, the, I'm enjoying them all. Obviously, go national anthem. You bet the over because Gladys Knight's going to carry the C a little bit. I think she's going to. She the no, it's Aretha. Aretha passed. She's doing it for Aretha, right? I'm not sure. I just yeah. know. I'm not sure. I don't know the history of it. I just know Somebody, that she is going to dominate it and go over. I think the coin toss is going to be heads, and I enjoy the overtime bet. I think the first person scoring is going to be Rex Burkhead. Whoa. I like the Rex Burkhead bet there. Why do you like the Rex Burkhead bet? I have no idea. I just <laughs> I, I, I just think I enjoy the thought of that potentially happening with all the weapons that they have on their team. An incredible three-headed monster in the backfield with Sony White and Burkhead. I just find I think it would be hilarious if Rex Burkhead's the guy that gets on the board first. Would be, but like in a weird way, that makes total sense, and it would be very Belichickian yeah. to have Rex Burkhead be the first guy score. Yeah, have Devlin every, come out too. It'd be like a fullback lineup. Maybe it's like a or like lineup Burkhead like offset like as a blocker on like on the inside off a of Gronk behind him, and then he rolls out, and then Brady dumps yep, it off. I think so. I think Burkhead gets in the zone early, though. I honestly wow, believe okay. that. Okay, so Rex Burkhead to score a touch. And Rex Burkhead to score a touchdown is probably like plus one seventy five. Like hammer both, that too. Yeah. yeah. So not only first person to score, but also just scoring in general. I mean, I don't want to get into any like serious football analysis with you, but you are a former football player, so I am curious how you actually think the game will like like because right, because you you played the Patriots a bunch. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and here's my concern. I I, say, I like get spiny sense going off in this game because I I think the Patriots will win and should win. That's like my analysis of the game. But everybody thinks they're going to win, and everybody's saying they're going to win because it's like because Belichick and Brady, and that's a major red flag. But no, that's a real answer. Though. That is an actual real answer. You just assume at this point that Belichick and Brady will be able to figure it out. Anything that, now in the first half of games, other than this year and playoff games and Super Bowls, they don't do well. Normally, it goes into halftime. They yeah. kind of break things down. They only scored three points ever in Super Bowls in the first quarter. That's what I'm saying. Belichick goes and uses his big brain, and then he's got that Ernie Adams guy up there in the booth. Yeah. He's just doing whatever the hell he's Rain Man doing. <laughs> Usually at halftime they do it, but I think this year's a different Patriots team. They they have somehow convinced themselves that they're the underdog. They have somehow convinced themselves that people think they suck, and that is a recipe for failure, I think, for the Los Angeles Rams. I think they're stepping into a buzzsaw. They're a young team. Jared Goff's a young quarterback. Obviously, their coach is young. I think they're going to be great in the future, but this is the Patriots game to win, and everybody knows it. I think Vegas is very scared of Vegas that. Vegas is terrified. Vegas last year with the Eagles, a lot of people were feeling the Eagles as well, right? Yeah, I thought the Eagles. A lot of me too, because the the team meeting where they were celebrating. I think Vegas is a little scared that they might lose a chandelier or two on this if the Patriots win, because this might be the most lopsided bets in history with everybody feeling the Patriots. Right Do you now. feel bad for Vegas? 
No. F the house. F no. the house. Vegas wins enough. They got people on those slot machines dumping their entire pensions into that thing. By, by the way, this is Radio Row in a nutshell. Is that, is that, is that who I think it is on this elephant over there? That's Jerry Rice over it's there. Like the goat is over there like hanging out on the That's Jerry Rice doing a little dosey do He's a dancer, American Dancing with the Stars. Also, I saw Vander Holyfield over there. I called him George Foreman. It was a good moment in my life. <laughs> I mean, Radio Row is a huge thing with a, a lot of people. It's, it's a mash of, like, goofy stuff. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, there's a break, maybe. I don't know. We're just stitching this all together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh, Darren Ravel joining us now from the Action Network. Back-to-back days with Action Network guest. Um, we I'm, got enough information. You guys have all yeah. the gambling information. Um, Sportsline.com, of course, we do gambling as well. Uh, but I, I like what you guys have cooking over there because it interests me how... The media and I think fans and just the general sense of gambling is the tides have changed and it is becoming a something that is perhaps it was repealed and it is you know becoming this this thing that's out there. It's no longer the elephant in the room, so to speak. You made the jump from ESPN, and there was no negative when I made the jump, which is crazy. Zero. There wasn't right. Are no. you being sarcastic? I didn't know. Zero. I felt like there was zero negative. I mean, Nobody, the way, first of all, the way it was covered was ridiculous. I know that people want to cover me, but like way beyond what I ever thought. And I think some of that was the legitimization of gambling. Maybe my move over was just yet another step. That is probably correct. Do you think that if gambling was not legitimized and you left ESPN for the Action Network that people might be like, Yes. Mm, yep. Ravel, or like maybe one of those like mm, Ravel got canned yes. and then he found another yep. job real yep, quick. Yep, yep, yep. I, mean, I, mean, I wouldn't have gone. I mean, I think Chad made a really bold move by going when he did. Uh, I would not have... if. Uh, before passed I would not have gone. No. Was it easier having knowing Millman jump from ESPN? To- yep. And it was easier knowing the, I mean, the executive staff that is there. Um, I knew Matt Restivo, who's our head of product from, from ESPN and MLB. Uh, I learned about our CEO, uh, Patrick Keene, who, you know, was a, a partner in a VC firm and an angel investor in action, like the, some of the first dollars in. Um, these guys could run businesses anywhere. And so for me, it wasn't like the old Vegas guard where people happen to be in Vegas and right, said, right, why right. don't we do gambling? It's that gambling is the next thing, and these guys are among the smartest minds. It's really fascinating like because I'll get – I opened up my DMs for this podcast to give out fantasy football advice to listeners, um, and you guys can still DM me if you want and ask me about child rearing, um, <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever stupid advice you need. But like a lot of people will hit me up and be like, where do I gamble? And because, but it, but I, I think there are a lot of people who are interested in doing this, that like who are interested in gambling, or have always like maybe sort of been on the fringe, but now are like kind of testing it out. Have you guys seen that with the numbers? Yes, and stuff like I, that? yes. Okay, so there is something to feeling legitimate, right? Like yeah. so, yes, you could go to your bookie all day long, and sure. no, no one in the history of America has ever been busted. Is that true? Yes, has ever been busted on the betting side of it. Right. So it's quote unquote illegal. But the only people who have been busted are the people who run these sports books out of the Caribbean and come into this country. Is that really true? Nobody's or, ever been arrested or, for betting with a bookie? Co- correct. The bookies have been arrested. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you want to address the drug dealer, not the drug user. No, no one has ever been arrested. But not that gambling's a drug, Zero. but you know no. what I mean. Zero. Yeah. So, that's still around, but there's a lot of people who feel more comfortable for their business, for how they justify it to their family, sure. uh, that it's on the up and up. So we have eight states now. We'll see about D.C. They've approved it, but they're a mess. Um, and then I think we'll have probably even more than I thought, maybe 17 by the end of 20, this, 2019. 2019? Yeah. Wow. And I think we'll have we'll probably have 30 by the end of 2021 for sure. 
you know, the big, the holdouts are the tribes. You know, the, the California, um, North uh, Florida, Florida, Arizona, North Dakota, and Wisconsin. Like what about those, North, North Carolina? North Carolina could be in there. Yeah. Yeah, because the Cherokee yes. casinos up in yes. there. Yeah. And like, I, I would assume, I think too, like, even, it's funny, like, how, and this is no surprise to anybody who's like, ever dealt with any kind of business at all but it's like these southern states are like you know we are we love jesus and we don't like gambling and it's evil and oh my god look at that money we you know we, we like gambling Gambling's yeah the, the 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 bible belt has has been for the most part maybe one of the most surprising turns right because you think like we're against this we can't have this and you know while we haven't seen those turn you look at uh some of the places um and you're going to see that they're they're going to go. Well, all these states have this the lotto. Right. Like if you're if you're buying scratching off lottery tickets, that's dumber than betting on a basketball game in terms of your odds. Well, of how, actually about, how about how about how about like the stock market versus sports betting? The amount of information since we're an information you know network. Yeah. So in the stock market, right? I worked at CNBC for six years. You get information on a company, essentially intense information on a company, four times a year. Yeah. Yeah. You could get information on a team every single game. Yeah. So, like, as far as, like, how in, information is one of the things that has made me comfortable with this move. I'm 100% comfortable. I wouldn't have gone to a place that was actually taking sports bets. I wouldn't have gone to a place that was overly touty. Um, mm. You know, so so the information that the Action Network is three stat companies rolled into one. We make betters better. Do we guarantee that you're going to win? No. But... You know, it's nice to know that the Rams, all else being equal, would should probably be a half point favorite here. Mm. So you like the Rams too? No, I, I never said I liked them. Oh. I don't like them. The but information, I, but the information I'm the giving Rams. you, the information, and then you can do what you want for the information. But I think you you should have you should want to know what the information is. Sure. If you're betting and you like, if you're just betting on a field, right. then you're you're like you're just playing you're playing the lotto. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I like doing that. Like, sometimes I like a team, and I think a team will win. I think even the least sophisticated gamblers like to think they that, know they, what that they know what they're doing. 100%. There's a bunch of people who watch CNBC who don't know what they're doing, but they aspire to know what they're doing. Right. And, you know, I mean, I like watching the scoreboard, I think, with your bet in mind on our app, I think, is it like a transformative experience. Like It, it changes how you watch football. Correct. And and I think as millennials move towards, you know, we always thought that millennial or everyone was going to watch football and it was going to be live, always live. Now it's gone from kids saying, yeah, as long as I get credit for shooting the highlight to my brother first, then it, it you know, but I don't need to watch it. People are going to be watching scoreboards only. They don't care how the the catch is caught. Right. They care that it's 16 yards. I think fantasy has obviously done that to us. Sure. And and. and and I just love our scoreboard, knowing where your money is at whatever point, whether it's green or red, and you know. So. Yeah, it's Green Dot City, right? Is yeah. the name of the uh, yeah, I, Green I mean, Dot like, City. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, like, so do you think people are going to? Do you think the casual fan is going to start treating every NFL Sunday like it's the Super Bowl in terms of you know, offering these props? I think I, I think props are going to have to be. I mean, it, clearly we have to change in onboarding the new better for sure um i think we'll you mean like 
society in general. All over, all, all over the place. I think you're even, fine, Jason. We're not. Even, we're under a video. Even, even, even at action, um, you know, I think we have to do a little bit less of the plus minus. Try to get down to the fractions if yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. Some places, sometimes you can't really do the fraction, but you know, if it's plus twenty two hundred, Rob Gronkowski to win the MVP plus thirty three hundred. I think you can get rid of that and do thirty three to one. You know. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I see yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that confuses people. Any yeah. barriers? You got to start with the barriers. Props are just so interesting. I think the reason why props this year are props this year are talked about more than any other year, and I think that's because the limits have been raised. Some casinos have gone up to two thousand right. dollars. To hear the news that sixty percent of the money being taken in by Caesars is props. Wow, really? So there's going to be a, multiple billions of dollars, right? Bet on the Super Bowl. Prop, yeah, prop props. Well, that's at Caesars, but props prop, props are going to be because of the new better. I think people feel like. There is a perception that you have more control over some of these props than you do over the game, which is not true. Not but, true. But it is like you're like I don't I don't know who the bleep is going to win right. between the Rams and Patriots. Like I don't, and nobody does. And the, and, and, but and like you this, might know. I the think, game I think one of the reasons why the props have come to the forefront here is people are uncomfortable with this game. They don't know. Mm. I think they feel that in their mind the Rams should win. People think that. I think so. Like the, like the average pe- person, <clears throat> not the average person, but a person who is into betting. The sharp, the sharp guy, the sharper squares, right? right? Like, Correct. Like basically the people who who would analyze, the, right? Who would analyze? I don't so, think so the general another, so population. What so what you're telling me is that everybody at the Action Network is like, okay, the Rams should be favored, and this value is bad, and we need to bet on the Rams because the the math is saying that the Rams yes. should win. But Bill Belichick yes. and Tom Brady are scaring yes. the crap out That's of us. That's where I am, okay. and I think some other people are too. Again, our responsibility is to give you the information. Your responsibility is to do something with it. Yeah, sure. So actionable and, information. And I think I, I think that has overloaded to the props. You know that that is, that's why the props have been where they are, and why there's so much talk about the props. I also think there's so much talk about the props for an, for another reason. Up, How you doing? Um, another yeah, sure, reason. We're just an, podcasting. Another reason why Jeff the, Schwartz is joining the what's show. What's up, Jeff? So I was doing this on this radio radio station I did, and. Um, they were saying that a guy said the first chicken he ever had was Chick-fil-A. How the hell is Wait, that possible? The said, first chicken? The first yeah. chicken? I said... Not chicken sandwich? He also did not even have steak until he was 38 years old. So you don't listen to that guy at all. Stop well, the conversation, walk well, away. The, here's the point. Wait, what would he eat for most of life? I, I don't know. Hamburgers, junk food. I mean, he's, okay. He's a big guy. Jason Martin. And when, Je- and when Jeff Schwartz says he's a big guy, Clay that's Travis really good. He's lost like 180 pounds, though. Okay. He looks great. Jason looks great. <laughs> Stop eating junk food and yeah. eating chicken. And- um, so my point was like, I was like, oh, well, that doesn't really count as chicken. Right. And people got really offended. I said, no. I said, it's great for fast food chicken. But we understand that, like, a great piece of fried chicken is better. Like, I went to a place Correct. last night for dinner. The piece of fried chicken was better than Chick-fil-A. So I went on social media. Well, you know social media is very accurate with polling for the poll-up. <laughs> Said, I'm number one in that category. I said, I said, Chick Fil A chicken or any other chicken. Chick Fil A won eighty no percent, twenty percent. Chick Fil A doesn't even have, like Chick Fil A straight up chicken. They don't have fried chicken. Correct. They have a they have chicken that is fried well, and put on a sandwich. But Bojangles doesn't either. I mean, right? Like the Bojangles like, is fried chicken. Do they have fried chicken? <laughs> you can get fried chicken. Bojangles. Okay, so well, now I'm gonna go with Bojangles. Yeah. Um, Bojangles also, they do Cajun spices also, in the fried chicken. Also, the semi beef with Chick Fil A, a little a little beef, tiny beef. So like. I go through the line one time. It's just for my kids. I get them. They, my kids love chicken. It's like, yeah. it's like crack. For my kids. son eats it three times a week. Yeah. yeah. So I get them. I order two kids' meals. $9, okay? Hold the front. And they say, someone paid for your meal. 
already. And I was like, why would they do that? I thought, like, why did they do that? Yeah. Was, oh, they just someone just did. So I just left. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just leave. So I left. So come to find out, people were paying it forward. That's cool. Oh, and, and you, you didn't, didn't leave anything. Well, but I don't, and then on social so, media, no, Jeff Schwartz no, came in. No, Jeff, Jeff, all Jeff, people. You, were you like, no, they, the must, they must no. they must, know I'm a player? No, no. But the reason why I didn't do it was because, well, if the person behind me had $45 worth of food, I paid $9 for my food. Yeah, yeah I don't buy I'm this. Pay, I'm not yeah. paying for someone else yeah. to do that. I just, so it's not really Chick-fil-A's problem. It's just in the line. So people think I'm crazy for something. Like I didn't do it. I just didn't do it. I, pay, I, I get donate enough. I don't have to pay someone else's meal that I don't know. Yeah, and it's not like somebody who's going to Chick-fil-A is like struggling. But I am hungry right now, so I might steal some of their by the, by the By the way, this conversation, like should, candy? This conversation should only be... Are you really turning it around? You can have the chips, the waffle chips. All right, listen. This conversation should only be about Chick-fil-A because that's probably the best... I mean, people will now listen big time. So let me give you a couple stats on Chick-fil-A. Okay. you know how the franchises work? Uh, yeah, a buddy of mine owns one. So how does it tell people how it works? Well, I mean, I don't know, like this, but like, like, okay, so well, like pay, I don't like. What do you pay, mean? You pay a fifty thousand dollar upfront fee. Yeah. They choose you, and you're essentially an operator, and they split things fifty fifty after prices, right. which is amazing. That's yeah. not how, how how it works. Now, Jeff, I'm listening. Yes, I'm trying to get you to listen. Um, yeah. The fact that the fact that Chick, the fa- ch- fact that Chick Fil A is closed on Sunday, sure. how much does that hurt them revenue wise? Uh, I mean, I would say personally, thousands of dollars out of my own pocket each year when I'm hungover and want fried chicken or Jeff, a Chick Fil A sandwich. I do, but you are sitting like you're at a Passover seder right now. You're reclined. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you are. You just look like you're having a great time right now. Well, the nice thing there is video running, but we're not like going to use Ooh, the video. This is not a good call to get. Oh, you, yeah, that Let is Let me not, bow out. Wait, 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 answer him on the, tell, tell uh, him. They have the highest tell revenue. Tell you're talking to me. They have the highest revenue per square foot in the country in fast food, despite the fact that being one day down. Wow. So they added the extra yes. day. They yes, would be- but probably people go on Saturday night. People go on Monday morning. As long as you can reach the mic. When I-, I got drafted by the Panthers, I'm from Los Angeles, for the people who don't know. I've never been to the South before. And... Um, I had to Google where the Panthers played. I thought they were in Raleigh. This <laughs> is state capital, right? Sure, right, right. You know, you know, you know your state capitals. No idea they were in Charlotte. Did you did you book your flight to Raleigh or did well, you? Well, they they booked it for me. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. you played in Oregon too. So like you were West Coast your whole yeah, whole life. And, and, I, and, I tra- and, I and now you live in Charlotte. Well, I was fortunate enough to travel as a kid. I just never been yeah. to the South. I don't know I've been. I've been in New York, and we my uncle lived in Virginia. We drove all over the Northeast before. I've been to Philly. I've been to everything in New York, but I'm not. But I'm where, Charlotte, where do you? Are you in Myers Park? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, I'm not gonna ask you. I would. I would. I'll ask you a street name off air. I don't want to like give people your like. I mean, you I, probably live near my like brother-in-law. Where does he live? Um, I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm, remember, I don't remember the street I'm, name I'm now. Providence and Sharon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're same area. Do you hang out at Selwyn Pub? Uh, no, but it's close. Okay, yeah, yeah. My mellow mushroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Selwyn's oh, like I've where been, we... I, I've watched March Madness there before. Okay, cool. Good wings. Um, yeah. What do you... Are you... When you're walking around... When you're like hanging out in Charlotte, do people recognize you? Or are they like... They mostly think I'm Ryan Khalil. <laughs> or, or when Jordan Gross was bigger, Jordan. Right, 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 right. Very rarely do people... I mean, I I get stares often, obviously. I'm saying the, the, the Pitchers Team Hotel by coincidence, and so... I'm just staring at me like other hotel. Do people think you're like Joe Tooney or like? Oh no, I kind of want—I kind of want to pretend I'm a patriot, but only if they win, I get the ring. Ooh, that would be nice. Nice to get a ring. Um, 
No. Not even regular. They just look staring at me. It's funny because my, they're not staring. Like when my, when my wife and I first met, she hated the staring. Like we were Target. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. on. So when everyone's staring at you, I go, it's just, you get used to it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to it. Well, it's also like in that market too. It's like a weird. Yeah. Was it the same way in Kansas City or was it? Uh, no, not in Kansas City. New York, obviously. New Yorkers. They People don't care. People don't care. And that's why I love, I mean, that's why I like, I mean, being a celebrity in Los Angeles, where I'm from, is like not that bad because. Yeah. I mean, TMZ's there, of course, but, like, people just generally, like, you know what I'm about, you starstruck? I got asked today, like, biggest person, celebrity, uh, athlete you met, I'm like, I'm not, and we interviewed Herschel Walker today, who's great, he's a great guy, obviously knows history, but I wasn't, like, blown away, but, I, who is the biggest, like, who's the, what's, is there anybody you've, like, met where you're like, whoa, like, I can't believe I'm doing this? Um, I mean, you meet, like, a guy like Shaq, like, just like, uh, yeah. Uh, but also, like, if I met Barry Bonds, I was able to talk to him. Like, I'm, he's my favorite baseball player for like an hour. I'd be like, I love. Did this. you like, grow up? Was it because of the Giants? Yeah, you're a Giants guy, my right? My dad's right. from the Bay Area, so grew up okay. Giants, Niners. So, if I'd meet like Barry Bonds, have like a, like a dinner with him. That'd be pretty. awesome. That would be insane. But like, it would be weird because you would have to. Would you? Can, would you discuss? Would you be like, so? No, I look. How are the roids? Obviously, but how just, are the roids? Just, just the idea of like, how's he dealing with? Knowing he's the best player of a generation, not getting and not the, it's insane. He was a Hall of Famer before he came to San Francisco. So he's well, a Hall of no, Famer. No, through, not quite. He had, he, he had, so you look, if you look at the he, numbers, he was a Hall. Like he no, just he only played six years at Pittsburgh. Right. The, here's my. He, he went to the Giants in '93. Say he saved the Giants. They were moving. They were moving. Yeah. Tampa Bay. So from '86 to '98 were his years. He didn't take steroids. He said after '98. He said in in some point after '98 season when he had a, he had 37 home runs that year. I think. McGuire Sosa had their big year. Yeah. He had no love. He's pissed off about it. Yep. So his jump in play started in 2000. So let's say he started taking steroids after 98, 99. Yeah. But even if you use 86 to 98, 411 home runs, 433 stolen bases, yeah. over 300 bad average, eight golden gloves. That's a Hall of Famer before then. Yeah. And what I, the, the worst argument of anything is that Griffey was better than him because Griffey was not better than him. You don't think Griffey was better than him? So Griffey played 22 years. He had yeah. a lot of injuries, right? We know that. His Do you think Griffey took steroids? I get in trouble when I say this. My my whole thing with that is I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And, and to just blatantly say he didn't take it, or anyone in the era didn't take steroids, because he had users on his team. Alex Rodriguez says he's been using almost his entire career, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay, you think Jay Buner was using? Yeah. Of course. Edgar Martinez. I've been told that Edgar, from people I trust, was not using at all. Wow. So, but the fact is, like, that we just dismiss because we like the guy? Right. That he took zero. I'm not saying he did, but I'm not saying he didn't. And so that, that's my point. There's that, like, one, like, kind of ghosty story that's, like, he was in, like, But he also had injuries. He also had injuries, like. In Cincinnati, like, he broke down like crazy. He tore his hamstring off his bone. That's nuts. That's, that's a steroid injury. Like, that's, like, yeah. when your muscles get too big. and like, What? what so, not to, so my point is, like, this. If you're a baseball voter right now, you're voting for the Hall of Fame. You can't just dismiss steroids in general. Right. But you can say, in my opinion, you can have a higher threshold for a steroid user. So, like, Roger Clemens. Now, Roger Clemens, for example, he might not have been a Hall of Famer without steroids. Bonds was. Yes. So, the threshold can be, even though Roger took steroids, he was still that good of a player. And Barry Bonds was obviously that good of a player. And, therefore, they should be. And you can say a guy like Jeff Kent, let's say, who probably used most of his career... He's the most home run thing ever for second baseman. Yeah, yeah. Like, is he? Is McGuire? McGuire, you started his whole career. Is McGuire? 
could say Maguire. Do you think Maguire was using it in like '89? He did. He said that. That's what Canseco said. He was using. Yeah, I don't believe anything Canseco says. But he's more right than wrong. Probably, probably. With the steroids, he is. Okay, let me ask you this about football because I mean, like, it's fine. Like, it's an NFL. I just think everyone. I just think that generally speaking, like, I don't know if anyone when they were using when they were not. But who cares? Okay, so do you have what percentage of football players do you think use steroids? Good question. Um, it's not even discussed. Like, really? There's guys who. There's a guy. I'll tell you, I'm sorry, I won't say his name because I don't want to. I don't. I don't know if he's used or not. But when the new CBA happened in 2011, we had our meeting about it in the um, team meeting room. One guy raised his hand. and was like, "When does steroid testing start?" Again? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Is this with the Panthers? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, um, I was. He was not. Uh, oh look, this one guy's busted. I don't know. Probably more than not, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, man. I've never been like, it's never been talked about. I never, in football, like, it's not like, it doesn't upset people like it does baseball. They don't players. care at all. They, yeah, they just move past it. All right, wait, but let's start game because we only have like two minutes yeah. left because my producer says we got to wrap it up. Um, but how, you sort of, you like, you're, I'm in. You're in, man. I love it. Because I follow you on the Action Network yeah. app and um, like on my burner account, not my like public account, and like where I actually put my bets. But like, you bet, like, I think you put in like, Five college basketball I had bets. Seven to, last night. I was three, two, and five. It was a bad night. You, you've been pretty hot lately, too. Where are you getting your information from? Like Action well, Network so, stuff, or like yeah. So basically, NBA. I just reverse line movement bet. So I learned Action Network how to reverse line. Check the check the numbers. Yeah. Very simple. And NBA's been good. Plus, we have a guy on there, Justin Fan. Yeah. I bet every so every bet he makes, I just tail. Bulls under last night. Really easy. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Very easy. Do you bet um, more when Justin does it, or uh, I? So okay. So like, I, you, okay. So I. So. I don't I, want to ask you what your I, what I, your betting I, unit I, I is, screwed, but like so the only the only sport I screwed up my units was college football. I bet like five units a game. Okay. I just thought I, I just I bet way too much on emotion in college football. Yeah, me too. The NFL, I bet I bet one point one. So the juice, I bet whatever the juice is to get to one. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So and so for Justin Fan, I was betting like one point six five, which got me one point five. Okay, but then he hit kind of a slow patch like a couple weeks ago. I backed so, off on that too. Yeah, so I think I, that was when I got so on I back, <laughs> back to one point one. Okay, I'll probably increase it back up again. Okay, college football, I was like seven units. I was like, what the hell am I doing? So if you look at college football, I'm like about five hundred for the year, but like negative sixty units because I was just stupid. See, my problem is we go to I go tailgate at NC State games. Just and, like they're just no, 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 no. We we put our we put our stuff in during, early in the day, and then afterwards. Do you need to go, by the way, if you oh. do? Okay. And then afterwards, Ravel did the podcast, too. Um, afterwards, we'll go back to like my buddy's house, and we'll keep drinking beers after yeah. the state game. And we'll be like, we got to do double units on UCLA. It's like, and we don't know anything about the game. Uh, so, I mean, do you, but NFL this year, I, I was 50. So the, the problem with NFL on my thing is, like, they include preseason. Talk about this. Like, yeah, you have a separate. Look. So NFL this year, I mean, that's what I focus on. College football is more just, like, for fun. NFL is 53% and, like, plus six units. I'll take it. First year, yeah. like, doing it. Did some stupid things. Um, but I'll take that. That's what I focus on, and I'll take that. All right. Well, you can follow Jeff Schwartz and Darren Ravel, I guess, on the Action Network app. Yeah, I mean, look, when the president calls you, when the, when the, when the president it. calls you, go and answer. No, yeah. it's fine. Uh, thank you for popping yeah, on. And uh, we'll have to – maybe we'll have you on it. again during the regular season. Let's do it. Or the all season. All right. Thanks, man.